Warning, the following episode may be disturbing or offensive to some listeners. Discretion is strongly advised. Hello and welcome to Cine Sisters, a true crime podcast. I'm Shay. And I'm Amanda. And today we're doing something a little different. We are going to review an unsolved mystery by episode. So we're going to watch an episode of this unsolved mystery and then we're, and we're going to talk about it as we watch it. I don't Can't know wait. how it's going to work. I think it's going to be good. But we're going to try it. Maybe we can solve the unsolved Wouldn't mystery. that be cool? Yeah. Or even if we have our own take on it, might help bring some clarity to some part of a case. I agree. I feel like my psychic abilities will really help in this. This actually has happened too. Like people have, you know, oh. been found innocent in cases even. Yeah. Because of a podcast and someone's opinion. Yep. And they were like, whoa, maybe we should look into this. One of Shailene's strong suits is being highly opinionated, extremely opinionated. So she's <laughs> going to have some good opinions. 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 <laughs> opinions. Opinions coming at you. <laughs> in 1992, in Oklahoma City, three people went missing. Two women and a child named. So Wendy Camp. She was 5'3 and 200 pounds. Lisa Renee Krager, she was 5'4 and 130 pounds. And their young, oh, Cynthia Brito. Was the child? Was the child. Wendy was 24 years old. It was found that they were in between a dispute between families involving kidnapping, murder, child abuse, and the two families were fighting back and forth. This is a common story, I think, a lot of times in, you know, divorces and stuff. And when a child is being, like, fought over. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes those abuse charges are true, and sometimes they're made up in order to get... What they what the parent wants. Yeah, exactly. They use the child as a pawn. Which is disgusting. Back in 1987, Wendy falls in love with a co-worker at the ice cream parlor that she works at named Chad No. And at the time, her daughter, Cynthia, was only six months old. Though Wendy, not soon after, got pregnant with Chad's baby. And they got married a month before the second child named Jonathan was born. Only a month after he was born, though, Wendy was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. And she struggled it was obviously really painful and hard on her body. She was in the hospital for almost a year. And during that year, her marriage suffered. And Chad, piece of shit Chad. You know what, Chads, go fuck yourself. Filed, he filed for divorce. Ugh. So she's going through all this pain and suffering in the hospital. She doesn't want to be there. No, it's not fun at all. And he, of course, she would want to be there for her children if she could. Yeah. He was a, the baby was a month old. And when you marry somebody, that is till death do you part in sickness and in health. And you have to, like, sickness happens. Like, this stuff happens. Chad's reasoning for the divorce is he didn't think that Wendy would be able to help him raise his child and Cynthia, both children. And so he, that's why he filed for divorce, which how sickening. Just the way he says, I didn't think she could help me raise my child no that's not how it goes that is your child you guys are a family yeah you have a responsibility to one another to the children together 
Oh my What God. a selfish piece of shit. I'm calling narcissist. He knows. He knows. He was defending himself just yeah, there. Yeah, go back to work at your ice cream parlor, you piece of shit. So Wendy was too ill to contest the divorce. And over the next two years, she had to go through intensive physical therapy. She had to learn to walk and eat again. Just basic tasks? like Basic tasks. Then, while she was going through her physical therapy, she met someone named Leon Camp. And the two hit it off right away. They got married. Leon moved in with Wendy and helped raise Cynthia. Love that. And Leon seemed to really step up to the plate and was that father figure in Cynthia's life. Do you just love that? When someone's actually a decent person and they do what they're supposed to do. They agree. I appreciate. Mm -hmm. A good, strong man. At this point, Jonathan, so Wendy's second child, was now three years old and was primarily under Chad's care. Chad finally agreed to allow visitation to Jonathan with Wendy. And Jonathan started spending a few weekends at Wendy and Leon's house in 1990. But suddenly... Chad would stop agreeing to meet up with Wendy. He would not be home when Wendy would go to pick up Jonathan mm-hmm. or he and then he started changing his phone numbers and started he unlisted it in the phone book. Big thing in the 90s, guys. It's a big deal. Soon she, he was she wasn't able to find him at all. Chad's side of this was that Wendy was allowed to visit whenever she wanted. A likely story. Chad's mother brought up to Chad that there was some sexual allegations of when Jonathan was staying with Cynthia and Leon at their house. So that's... When he was in Wendy's care. Yeah. Sure. That's yeah. a... That's never been used before as a ploy to get control of a child. Leon said there was no sexual allegations. There was nothing weird happening. And you know what? Maybe the allegations were true. Maybe they weren't. Like, mm-hmm. we don't really know because we yeah. weren't there. So if they were true... Go fuck yourself. If they weren't, I'm sorry that you were accused of that. Chad brought these allegations to court, but the court couldn't confirm or deny whether or not there was sexual abuse. Then, Wendy and Leon were granted visits to again resume. For more than six months, Chad refused and then suddenly had a change of heart to let Wendy see Jonathan. That's ridiculous. Like, if there's a court order that says you can visit and then you don't... You shouldn't be allowed to deny it. That's insane. But then it's also expensive to get lawyers and fight back and forth. So, yeah. Chad's mom agreed to pick Wendy up since her MS left her unable to drive. But Leon didn't want Wendy going by herself because he didn't trust them and convinced his sister Lisa to accompany Wendy and Cynthia with them. Yeah, he had um, a bad feeling. Yeah, he had such a bad feeling about the situation. And obviously his spidey senses were correct since that was the last time he's seen them ever. You know what's insane is that that should be safe. Mm-hmm. Three people going together should be a safe number, you know, even though it's one kid, but two adults. Mm-hmm. So it's crazy. He did the right thing. Yeah. I would have done the Well, yeah, because he didn't want to go. Yeah. He hated Chad. They didn't get along at yeah, all. That would have been weird for sure. But why didn't Leon drive her? Did they not have a vehicle maybe? I don't or know. maybe because it's a 115 mile drive. Yeah. It's obviously different cities. Okay. The drive took just over two hours, and Wendy phoned Leon to let him know they were at a cafe waiting for Chad to get there when they made it safe. Chad said Wendy hardly played with Jonathan. He was wearing his judgy, judgy face. (laughs) No kidding. But I I mean, it's a cafe. How do you play with a kid? You're an adult. Adults don't play with children in a cafe in an adult setting. 
No, exactly. And the two of them were the only adult, like there were two adults sitting there. So this is a good opportunity for them to maybe mend some fences, make it easier for her to have a relationship with Jonathan. So adults sitting having coffee is what happens. And the kids play. <laughs> Duh. Duh. Chad. Chad. It's bitching. Around 4.15, the three women, so Wendy, Lisa Renee, and Beverly, and then Cynthia, the child, along with Ida Pruitt, who is Chad's grandma, all hopped into the car after leaving the cafe. Wendy called Leon to let him know how the visit went and that they were on their way back home. And phone records did verify that this phone call took place. So at 4.15, they were all still alive and accounted for on this day. Bev and Ida were the last two people who seen these three people, Wendy, Cynthia, and Lisa Renee. Ida's account of the trip, once they got back in the car, she said that Wendy was unpleasant in the drive and that her and Bev just argued the whole time. I would do that too, though. Like, there's so much contentious shit between yeah. the two of them. Like, it would be an unpleasant drive for sure. Yeah. And Ida finally had enough. She didn't feel like listening to the arguing anymore and had Bev drop her back off at home. So they got to Chandler, which was about 45 miles from Wendy's house, and pulled into a Walmart parking lot, and Bev kicked them all out. She was sick of them. She's like, get out, bitch. We're yeah, done. bye. At 8 o'clock that night, Leon was thinking that they should be home by now, and then it was midnight, and they still hadn't got home, so oh. he called the cops. You know that feeling when you're waiting for someone to come home, Ugh. watching out the window, and the you're worst. just like imagining all the worst things? Ugh. An aerial search was completed, along with multiple ground searches. Beverly told Chad she would be back to meet him in two hours, mm -hmm. which was weird because it should have, any route she took would take her three hours, That's not suspicious. two. And then she ended up taking the two-lane highway instead of the faster highway. When why? Why would she do that? She was already behind. She's already late. Yeah. To get back to meet Chad. Very weird. Also, Wendy's family thought it was odd that Wendy didn't try to call Leon from Walmart. They have phones. Like, this is the 90s. Everywhere has a payphone for sure. Mm -hmm. And she had already phoned twice earlier in that day. So, of course, she would check in everywhere she went. Yeah. If there, she had access to a phone, she would have used it and yeah. called Leon. I agree. Suspicious. Yeah. Wendy's family think that Bev, Ida, and Chad were all involved and that they murdered Wendy, Lisa, and Cynthia. 100% they did. They all claim they know nothing about the disappearances and that they weren't involved at all. Mm. But two people who lived in the same city as Chad said they overheard him one night bragging that he killed Wendy Lee Synth Cynthia and that nobody would ever find their bodies. That's insane. When Chad was questioned about this on this unsolved mystery, he literally, you guys are going to die. He said... Maybe in one of my drunken stupors, I kind of joked around about it, but I could never do something like that. You don't joke about killing your ex-wife. It's not a thing, especially when there's people missing. Are you kidding me? You might joke about saying, oh, I, I could kill her. Yeah. I could kill her. But not you don't do I it killed them after the fact. And no one will find their bodies. You don't, <gasps> that's not a joke. Sorry. This no. guy. Okay. And he looks like a fucking murderer. He yeah. killed them for sure. A hundred percent. And his mom and his grandma helped him get them there, wherever the fuck they did it. I'm yeah. mad right now. He's dead in his eyes. 
Chad claimed he wasn't a violent person. Yeah, sure, Chad. Yes, sure. Said every Chad. <laughs> no physical evidence has ever been found in the disappearances. And then three months after they disappeared, someone said they seen Cynthia alive. But the police looked into it, didn't find her, and then there weren't any further sightings. Now we are here, 21 years later, all three bodies were found in a septic tank in the property of Beverly Noe's brother, Grover Pruitt. Okay. Dead. Dead bodies. Yeah. Now there's an update because this, this was from like 2007. So first of all, Grover, that should have been your first clue. <laughs> like the police should have been like, oh, you you have a relative named Grover? And he's a serial killer? We should just look into this. I don't know. It's got It's scary. Yeah. Okay. So here's a little update. Beverly No was always a suspect because she picked them up in Oklahoma and drove them to Shamrock. She told investigators that she dropped them off in Chandler at that Walmart on the way back. Prosecutors charged her with three counts of first-degree murder after the remains were identified. They alleged that she acted in concert with her mother to kill Wendy Camp so that she could raise her grandson herself. Prosecutors alleged that they killed the other two to eliminate witnesses. Her mother, Ida Mae Pruitt, died in 2011. Beverly No, who lived in Bristow, pleaded no contest to the three counts of accessory to first-degree murder. She is serving a 15-year sentence, and she is 69 years old. So she's in prison. She's in jail, yeah. But you know what I'm mad about? How did he not get charged? Like he Yeah, we need to look into more of that. He obviously masterminded, but yeah, no, he did not get charged. He's still out. Yeah, nope. She just she's the only one she took the fall for it all. I'm here to tell you, policemen who are listening. There's Chad no, no is it. guilty. He did it. He killed them. Clearly. I feel like he was physically there. I think he physically did it. How yeah. could that woman, the mother, is not as strong as a man? Yeah. Come on. I feel like especially there was three people that they had to kill. Yeah. Like there was more than one person. Yeah. Like, yeah, you can kill the lady with MS and you could probably kill the kid, but you got that other girl yeah. who's physically able to fight like back. Like this the is three sickening. of them. I'm so mad right now. I'm pissed. But you know what? I am glad that at least there was an arrest. and then, <sighs> At least their bodies like, were found. And they were given a proper burial. So that is the unsolved sisteries. This was a, a sister. Yeah. Say that again. Unsolved sisteries. <laughs> Love it. Let's say that with my lisp one more time. <laughs> well, Sin of Sisters is also all S's as well. That's so true. I'll get my teeth fixed, I promise. I, I don't think that you need to worry about it as Unsolved much as you do. Unsolved Sisteries by Amanda and Shay. Yes. Yeah. So I think we're going to try to do more of these. Let us know if you like them, what you thought, and we'll do another one next week. We're still going to do another one, whether or not you like it. Yeah, if you like it or not. You better like it. Well, we're doing it and you're going to like it. You're going to like it and you're going to like liking it. Yeah, that. <laughs> we want to know what your opinion on this whole case is. So you can give it to us in our comments on our Instagram page. Cine Sisters Podcast. We'll see you on the next Unsolved Sisteries. Nailed that. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye now. Bye now. Bye.